0: Well, good morning, Greenwich, and welcome to the Friday, May 21st edition of the Basement Academy. Uh, Before we dive into our morning psalm, I'd like to just uh, get an administrative note out there uh, with regard to worship for this coming Sunday, the 23rd, and then with an eye to the following Sundays, um, as we know, uh, the CDC and the governor uh, made some gave some new guidance a week ago. And so it kind of caught us a little off guard. Uh, and so uh, last Sunday there was a little bit of confusion. Uh, our leadership teams met on Tuesday night and Wednesday, and kind of where we've come down is for this Sunday, okay? Sunday the 23rd. Very simply, If you have been fully vaccinated, no need to wear a mask indoors for worship. If you have been fully vaccinated, no need to wear a mask indoors. If you have not been fully vaccinated, please continue to wear the mask. We're not trying to be discriminatory, we're trying to be wise and we're trying to follow uh, good guidance um, we are not going to check, okay? So we we acknowledge that uh, we're on the honor system. We are Christians, right? And so we uh, will will live in that in that uh, good space. Vaccinated, no mask, no need to wear the mask. You may if you wish, but but there's no requirement to do so. If you've not been vaccinated yet or not fully vaccinated with the double, you know, bow shots, please continue to wear the mask. We're going to be singing. And so some people may be nervous about unmasked people singing in a closed room. And so we recognize you may have that concern. So you may not uh, be comfortable coming to worship as you have been. We're still uh, have the same seating arrangement with the distance between, and we're not going to be hugging or, you know, shaking hands. Uh, We'll still be following social distancing protocols, though we do anticipate Next Friday, we've we've heard the 28th, we're anticipating new guidance uh, from uh, the Commonwealth, from the governor, and we expect that the social distancing measures are going to be relieved or relaxed. And so, assuming that to be the case, going forward, we're going to bring the pews uh, and the chairs back in, but not yet. Okay, so for this Sunday, things are as they are. Please register. Um, and we may drop registration in the future, but again, for this Sunday, please register, um, and uh, we'll invite your attention to those instructions. So we'll be sending something out later today, uh, as well as uh, it'll be in the bulletin, and we'll speak to it on Sunday morning. So thank you for uh, your patience, uh, the, the wonderful way that Greenwich has prayed and been patient uh, as leadership works through all of these matters with the pandemic. So we don't anticipate any, any troubles, but we wanted to get that word to you. Okay, let's dive into a morning psalm. Uh, today, Psalm 141, a psalm of David. O Lord, I call to you, come quickly to me. Hear my voice when I call to you. May my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Let not my heart be drawn to what is evil, to take part in wicked deeds with men who are evildoers. Let me not eat of their delicacies. Let a righteous man strike me. It is a kindness. Let him rebuke me, it is oil on my head, my head will not refuse it. Yet my prayer is ever against the deeds of evil doers. Their rulers will be thrown down from the cliffs, and the wicked will learn that my words were well spoken. They will say, as one plows and breaks up the earth, so our bones have been scattered at the mouth of the grave. But my eyes are fixed on you, O sovereign Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not give me over to death. Keep me from the snares they have laid for me, from the traps set by evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by in safety. Psalm 141. Great language. Opposition that David is facing, uh, his begins in prayer, right? And so the the the, the listen to my prayer, oh God, uh, come quickly uh, to my help. May my prayer set before you be set before you like incense. The lifting of my hands, love that image. The lifting of my hands, kind of the the hands of surrender unto God. Be merciful. Uh, may it be as the evening sacrifice. Set a guard over my mouth, keep watch over the door of my lips, let my heart not be drawn to what is evil. And so this image of our speech and our actions and our desires and affections, may they be right and good and honorable. And then even, it's, it's a prayer against the, the evildoer and the wicked who surround him, but, but let the righteous one, if discipline comes, if correction comes, it is a kindness, it is oil on my head. And then this sweet image, my eyes are fixed on you, O sovereign Lord. It is hard in the midst of uh, a challenging world, East of Eden world, in the midst of, of opposition, when things are not going as we wish, it, it's pretty easy to fix our eyes on the situation, on the person kind that, that you know, we're at odds with. My eyes are fixed on you, O sovereign Lord. In you, I take refuge. And so, love Psalm 141. Encourage uh, you to be offering that prayer yourself this day. Make it your own. And let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. That phrase from the New Testament that I think is the companion uh, to Psalm 141. Okay. Let us continue with our reading of Ecclesiastes today, chapter 10. As dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. The heart of the wise inclines to the right, but the heart of the fools to the left. Even as he walks along the road, the fool lacks sense and shows everyone how stupid he is. If a ruler's anger rises against you, do not leave your post. Calmness can lay great errors to rest. There is an evil I have seen under the sun, the sort of error that arises from a ruler. Fools are put in many high positions, while the rich occupy the low ones. I have seen slaves on horseback, while princes go on foot like slaves. Whoever digs a pit may fall into it. Whoever breaks through a wall may be bitten by a snake. Whoever quarries stones may be injured by them. Whoever splits logs may be endangered endangered by them. If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. But skill will bring success. If a snake bites before it is charmed, there is no profit for the charmer. Words from a wise man's mouth are gracious, but a fool is consumed by his own lips. At the beginning his words are folly, at the end they are wicked madness, and the fool multiplies words. No one knows what is coming who can tell what will happen after him. A fool's work wearies him. He does not know the way to town. Woe to you, O land, whose king was a servant and whose princes feast in the morning. Blessed are you, O land, whose king is of noble birth and whose princes eat at a proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. If a man is lazy, the rafters sag. If his hands are idle, the house leaks. A feast is made for laughter and wine makes life merry. But money is the answer for everything. Do not revile the king even in your thoughts or curse the rich in your bedroom because a bird of the air may carry your words and a bird on the wing may report what you say. Hmm. So that's Ecclesiastes chapter 10. And so there is a little theme that that, uh, weaves its way, a thread that weaves its way through uh, this uh, chapter, It's uh, I'm calling it Of Fools and Their Folly. (laughs) And so several references to the way of of the fool. So, as dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. Boy, one bad decision, right? (laughs) It doesn't take much to ruin a reputation to to set uh, something... Uh, in a a bad way. A little folly outweighs wisdom. The heart of the wise inclines to the right, the heart of the fool to the left. I've heard folks quote this. um, Typically, it's conservative political people who will quote this as if there is biblical justification for their particular political views. And we use in our language the right and the left I, I do not fully understand why, but all I know is we do well not to show contempt towards others who think differently from us on political matters. I just, that's, that's a, a principle that I seek to live by. Uh, respect the consciences of others. I, I like to say when, when people will quote this or um, kind of make these kinds of observations. That, well, it depends on if you're facing the person. Their right is your left. Right? So, I have to think about that for a second. Right. So, um, the left hand. So, so Jesus is seated at the right hand. the The, the right hand of God is the hand of blessing, and so that's all that's being spoken of here. There's nothing about contemporary American politics that is in play in this passage. It is more kind of a cultural metaphor understanding. Biblically speaking, the right hand is the hand of blessing. The left hand is the hand of, of cursing. So when Jesus tells the parable about the separation of the sheep and goats, the goats, the sheep go to the right, the goats go to the left. Okay, and so it's understood that left-handedness was to be underhandedness. It was to be deceitful. Uh, and so the left hand um, was was thought to be the place of, of cursing. And so the fool inclines to the left. The fool inclines um, uh, apart from God, away from God, which is on the right. So again, my, my wife's left-handed, so there's no commentary on the left. It's just this biblical understanding this mindset how do we communicate that um the difference between blessing and cursing okay and and so the heart of the fool inclines towards the deception the heart of the fool inclines towards that place where god is not okay so we'll say it that way even as he walks along the road the fool lacks sense and shows everyone how stupid he is Fools make themselves known as they're going down the road, you know, maybe just making observations or restating the obvious or um, uh, just uh, in their manner of speech, in their manner of conduct. And so this is an observation. They make themselves known. Now, even the fool, the, the proverbs say, even the fool who holds his tongue is thought wise, right? The fool who remains silent is thought wise. There's something about just talking on and on over time, you know, and we all have been around those people, and we've all been those people, I'm sure. Where, you know, just just stop now. Just just be quiet. <laughs> the more you speak, the more you're showing yourself. And so the wise person holds their tongue. Fools kind of show everyone how, how stupid they are. Um, There's an evil I've seen under the sun, the sort of error that arises from a ruler. Fools are put in many high positions while the rich occupy low ones. Sometimes uh, the fool finds themselves elevated, uh, lifted up to some position of influence, be it uh, in an organization, in a company, perhaps in a family, uh, perhaps in government. People who ought not, again, the general view of the of the, the, the uh, community would be everybody knows who that person is. Why in the world did they get elevated to that position of influence? It happens, doesn't it? We, we've all seen it. <clears throat> uh, be it somebody who ought not be coaching, somebody who ought not have that uh, chairmanship or something like that. It's like, phew. but this is what happens east of Eden. Fools have a way of kind of ingratiating themselves sometimes to other fools, right? Um, sometimes there are people who don't can't see through the the folly uh, of an individual right away, and then over time it becomes known, and then the organization or the community, uh, the group suffers. Because you have a fool in a place of influence and their decisions and their words and their actions impact others. And so again, Ecclesiastes is just giving an honest statement or observation of how life is, not how it should be, but often just how it is. Verse 12, words from a wise man's mouth are gracious, but a fool is consumed by his own lips. At the beginning, his words are folly. At the end, they are wicked madness and the fool multiplies words. And so there's something about speech. (laughs) Speech is so very important. Uh, What we say, this this is the gift, uh, one of the many gifts of bearing God's image but as a gift that sets us apart, right, from, um, from the rest of the uh, animal kingdom, we have this gift of language. And with our words, <laughs> we make ourselves known. We, we reveal, our, our character is revealed through uh, our speech. And so words from a wise man's mouth are gracious. They build up, they encourage, they lift, they heal they they strengthen. A fool's words do not do that. They tear down. They ridicule. A uh, gossip. Uh, slander. Um, violence. Um, kind of abusive and, and harmful speech. Um, and so the fool is consumed. They're eaten up. They they they're destroyed by their uh, by their own lips. It's this this understanding that. The fool loves to hear their own voice. They love their own opinion. The wise person is reticent, is, is, is waits, sometimes waits to be asked. Uh, the wise person doesn't just boldly declare, I know the answer here. There's, a, there's wisdom, is is patient. Um, It's it's deliberate, it's thoughtful, it speaks intentionally as opposed to the chattering of of words of a fool, as the Proverbs say. So again, there's this reality of of folly, uh, fools in their speech. Um, A fool's work wearies him. He does not know the way to town. He's out on the field, again, probably an agricultural image is, is laying behind this out in the field and, and plowing or planting or, you know, weed, you know whatever might be the, 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 the task of the day. Oh, work is so hard. I can't believe, oh, it's so hot today. You know, nobody's out here helping me. I'm doing this all by myself. And, and so kind of the fool's work wearies him. Like nobody else has a hard job. Like nobody else understands responsibility. Like nobody else has to endure the heat of the day. The wise person, just whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. That's the language that we read in, in chapter nine. Find joy in your labor. Live this moment. That's that. This is the moment. Now is when God favors you. And so eat or drink or labor within a sense of gratitude for these simple gifts that God gives. But the fool, his work wearies him. Oh, you're not going to believe I had to be in meetings all day. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the boss wants the report tomorrow morning. Like everybody else doesn't have a hard job. The curse of life east of Eden, Adam, by the sweat of your brow, you will labor, and, and the, 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 the ground will bring forth the, the thorns and the thistles. Work is hard. Work is hard. Everybody's job has difficulties. Everybody's job has, has tricky things. Everybody's job uh, wearies them. The fool tells everybody how hard their job is, right? Right? while the rest of us just go about our business doing our work. I, I don't have time to listen to this. And we've all been around that person, right? The one in the office or in the organization who complains and complains about all the hard work and how, how difficult things are. The fool always makes them self-known, okay? If a man is lazy, the rafter sag. If his hands are idle, the house leaks. Not the... The, the fool is not specifically identified, but again, the, the fool who does not labor and take care of little responsibilities, take care of your own business, tend to your own home, you know, plow your own garden, fix your roof, all of that. <clears throat> so anyway, of fools and their folly. It's an, it's a theme that that weaves and winds throughout this whole chapter. A couple other um, uh, nuggets that, that I like. If a ruler's anger rises against you, do not leave your post. Okay, don't, don't run away. Just stay there. Calmness can lay great errors to rest. Your boss, uh, uh, the, 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 the manager, <laughs> the coach, somebody comes at you hard. The teacher comes at you hard. Their anger rises. Just stay there. Hang in. Stay at your post. You have a duty, you have a responsibility. Calmness can lay great errors to rest. Sometimes they come at you and they don't fully know the situation. So explain it. So calmness, so staying calm. There's a wise person remains calm in the midst of the, uh, of the chaos. Um, whoever digs a pit may fall into it. Whoever breaks through a wall may be bitten by a snake. Whoever quarries stones may be injured by them. Whoever splits log may be endangered by them. Yep. This is what happens sometimes. I like the language particularly of digging the pit. Sometimes we are laying in wait for other people. We dig a pit so that they will fall into it. We break through a wall. Well, walls are there for a reason right? Walls are there for a reason, Uh, a fence, a boundary. So sometimes you break through the boundary, you break down the wall. Oops, you may get bitten. Something may happen that you didn't think was going to happen, okay? Whoever quarries stones may be injured by them. Yeah, what's the image there? Quarrying stones and and, uh, splitting logs. Life is inherently risky. And so the wise person understands that. You, you make preparation. You wear the right uh, 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 safety protection. You you plan your work. You don't just willy-nilly go about things. You, you pay attention. And so you dig a hole, all of a sudden somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> You're splitting logs, splinters are going to fly. You quarry stones, There pieces of stones, kind of shrapnel are, are, are going to fly. So the wise person is, is aware that life is risky, that danger is there. And so they go at things cautiously and attentively. Okay, so I think there's some wisdom uh, there. <clears throat> if the ax is dull its ed- and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. You can keep swinging the dull ax, but it's gonna be a lot harder. And so the wise person takes time to sharpen the blade uh, Stephen Covey years ago seven habits of a highly effective person um, that's one of them the wise person makes sure they take time to sharpen the blade that is keep yourself sharp so there's there's things that you need to do to stay sharp and alert um, certainly your tools so it's but it's a metaphor okay it's an image that's given here certainly the axe right but one's life and so reading rest nutrition that's a way of staying sharp okay if people talk about burning the candles at both ends well that's folly right you you can't do that you can't stay up late and get up early stay up late and get up early without having impact you must have rest you must eat well <laughs> um say your prayers right and, and i see this sadly all the time or too often We all know we're going to die, right? Death and taxes, those are the the two guarantees. People live their whole lives and never spend time thinking about God, thinking about the afterlife, thinking what comes next, saying their prayers. And I can tell those families when that happens. When death comes to a loved one, they are completely flabbergasted. They don't know what to do. They're completely undone as if this was a surprise? Everybody knows, right? The common destiny, the shared destiny that come to all. That's why we need Ecclesiastes. That's why we need to read these scriptures. There is a time to be born and a time to die. And so, it's this reality um, that we don't sharpen the blade. (laughs) We don't prepare ourselves for the work that is ahead. We don't Recognize, so do your homework. If, if you know, students, <laughs> do your homework. That's how you keep your, your mind sharp and you prepare for the test by doing the work beforehand. The fool doesn't prepare for the test. The, you, if you know in, in the meeting, the boss is gonna go around the room and gonna call on everybody and well then you prepare to give your report, right? You, you sharpen the, it takes time to do that. The fool, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll sharpen the blade tomorrow. I'll sharpen the blade tomorrow. I'll sharpen the blade tomorrow. I'll I'll get it. I'll get to it later. Do it now. Do it now. (laughs) There's work that is done in service to another day, but today's work is sometimes to prepare for a future effort and so if the axe is dull more strength is needed but skill will bring success that is if you are attentive to these little details faithful in little things good things will happen uh, money is the answer for everything a feast is made for laughter wine makes life merry but money is the answer to everything I like that <laughs> the love of money can get you in trouble But this is talking about frugality. If all you're doing is laughing and making merry and partying, you're probably going to end up poor. And I think this is an admonition to frugality. Absolutely celebrate. Absolutely enjoy the feast. Absolutely get to bed early. Get up in the morning. Say your prayers. Sharpen the blade. And get about your work. That kind of person is going to find themselves with some money and they're gonna find themselves with the adequate resources. And so I think this is wisdom that is offered to us. And then finally, do not revile the king, even in your thoughts or curse the rich in your bedroom because a bird of the air may carry your words and a bird on the wing may report what you say. Oh, be careful. Um, in this age of social media, Oh, that it, it, we see it nearly daily now, certainly every week. Somebody is trapped, uh, they lose their job or their reputation is ruined by something they posted on social media or a tweet that they made uh, months, if not years ago. Somebody goes and discovers something um, that was unwise that was said about another person or a group of people, and one little word of folly outweighs much that has been accomplished. And so this is like the bookend to the opening verse of of chapter 10. A little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. A person who has done much and accomplished much can be undone by just a little word that they said against someone else. And so it's this image. The bird may carry what you say. You don't know who's listening, what they're saying. Be careful what you say. You don't know who's listening, who then goes on and reports, oh, well, gee, I heard Don say this. and what is that? Do you think that's true? Ooh. And so let us be not like the fool <laughs> who multiplies words and are consumed by their own lips. Let us be wise. Let us be thoughtful with our speech. Let's guard our hearts. That's the, the Psalm 141. Set a, a guard over my mouth. Keep watch of the door of my lips, O Lord keep me from uttering silly, foolish things with my lips. And if we did so, life would be so much better. Love chapter 10, it's, it's got this interesting quality to it, but it is a call away from folly towards wisdom. Let us heed the call. Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, chapter 10 of Ecclesiastes, for this continued journey through this challenging book. May we profit in our listening. May your word, like good seed, fall on soil that is prepared and may we hold fast your word and bring forth a fruit to your glory. And so strengthen us and strengthen our lives as we seek to be the wise people and the wise apprentices of Jesus that you call us to be May the God of grace, mercy, truth, wisdom, may that God watch over you, keep you, strengthen you, this day and forevermore. Amen.